0: Oh, please allow I me. Mean and we are going through Acts of the Apostles and now on chapter 21. In chapter 20, we saw our Apostle Paul was on his way to Jerusalem and he stopped at, Eph- at Miletus and called for the elders of Ephesus and told them that they may not see his face anymore. He was committing them to the hand of the Lord. And they wept so as they kissed him and esc- escorted him, accompanying him into the ship. Now, chapter 21 is where we are. Apostle Paul now is traveling towards Jerusalem and they are going to land in Caesarea. And we know that was the beginning of the ministry of Apostle Paul ending. Verse 1 of chapter 21. And it came to pass that after we were gotten from them, that is from the people in my letters and people from a- a- Ephesus, and had launched, we came with a straight course onto Kus. And the day following, onto roads. And from there, from thence unto to And finding a ship sailing over unto Phoenicia, we went aboard and set forth. Now when we had discovered Cyprus, we left it on the left hand and sailed into Syria. And landed at Tyre, for there the ship was to unlead a boarding. And finding disciples, we tarried there seven days. Who said to Paul through the Spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. Now, he see, they said they said to Paul through the Spirit not to go up to Jerusalem. Believers will see visions and they will give you counseling. The Apostle Paul was determined to go because he said he was bound to go in the Spirit. Verse 5. And when we had accomplished those days, we departed and went our way, and they all brought us on our way with wives and children. We were out of the city, and we kneeled down on the shore and prayed. Now that was uh, at Tyre, where they, saw, they said they saw disciples. Verse 6, and when we had taken our leave, one of our other, we took sheep, and they returned home again. And when we had finished our course from Tyre, we came to, to Le and saluted the brethren, and abode with them one day. Now they are just going towards Jerusalem, so they stopped in this city, and... Chatted, so it's another city and chatted, and and stay one day and kept on. They say, where why can't you stay one day when you're in a in a in a ship that is not your own? Well it depends on what way they where are they Being nine of them, maybe they were able to shatter to something, or they just uh, stay there and then take the next ship that is on the way to that place. So you can always go from this town to that town and stop. And when you are about to leave, you take another passenger uh, a public vehicle to another place, uh, nine of them, they always can always get a public vehicle. Verse eight. And the next day we that were of Paul's company departed. Now you remember, Paul's company was about nine of them, including Paul, according to what was reported in the earlier, where they gave all the names. And we departed and came unto Caesarea. Now we are getting closer and closer to Jerusalem. And we enter into the house of Philip the Evangelist. That was Philip that went to Samaria and also went to meet the Eunuch of Ethiopia in chapter like chapter seven or chapter six, seven I eight. And then he was transported by a supernatural way from after baptizing the eunuch of Ethiopia, and he was landed in Aswatus. And he was that's why they call him evangelist. Then actually he finally resided in Caesarea, where he Children, and you are going to tell us about that here. Eh? Which one, which was one of the seven? That was one of the seven uh, disciples that were appointed to be to be to be taking care of the table where they are distributing food for the for the people in Jerusalem when the first the church first started. So they say they are bode with him. This is a man that Philip had four daughters, which he prophesied, prophesy. That is the daughters of Philip were prophesying, they have the gifts of the Holy Ghost to prophesy. There are four of them, they are all virgins. So, which means at that age they were still virgins, meaning they didn't marry. Um, we, we don't know where they married, little, but people said they, they remained virgin for long for, for the rest of their time. But it was reported that there were four daughters that were virgin. So, we assume that at the time which one was written, maybe they were in their ten, uh, teenagers and twenties. That maybe that was how they were aged, their age then. All of them were prophesying. But according to some other books later that we read, in book of uh, Apostle Father, they still mentioned that this was. This, they remain virgins, whether they remain virgins for the rest of their life. we don't know because persecution started and many people were persecuted and killed. So, and that was what Apostle Paul was saying in his letter to the Corinthians, when he talked about if you are virgins, it's, it's a good thing to be like that and because of the current persecution that's going on. You don't have to be afraid of where is my baby that are being killed. And so on, so forth. So, but they said that those four daughters, maybe they remain virgins throughout through the time they were persecuted and perhaps. Became victim of the persecution. Verse said, and as we tarried there, that is, how we tarried in Caesarea with the Philip of Evangelists many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And we have heard about Agabus in the earlier chapter where he prophesied that there would be tears all over the world. And they said that that came in the time of called Claudius Caesar. So uh, Agabus was a a, a, a A believer in Christ that God used as a prophet that he moved about uh, giving prophecies. So here is the second time we heard about his name that he came and and met Apostle Paul and his team with Philip the evangelist in Caesarea and prophesied to them. But Philip said, And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's garden and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus said the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owned this garden. And shall deliver him the, into the hands of the Gentiles. Now, he just prophesied what the Holy Ghost said will be happening. He didn't give any counsel whether you should go or should not go. But you see, the believers here and there, we want to say, Paul, let's not go. No, Verse 12. And when we heard these things, both we and they of that place, that is all, we that are come with Paul, about eight of them with Paul, main nine. That's the Paul's team. And the people that were in Philip's house, which is the disciples in Caesarea. we besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. I mean, they said, "Paul, why do you need to go to Jerusalem?" And this thing happened. That we prophecy, God sent a prophet to tell us right now. You he only heard from different ministry brethren in different places where they met that said they heard from the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit prophesied. But this time, this is a major prophet. Everybody knows that this is a major prophet. Everybody respected his brother. And he prophesied there will be a deed, and it happened. That was when they sent money to the disciples, through Apostle Paul and Barnabas. They sent money to the disciples in Rome. And this came, this prophet again, many years later, and said, said the Holy Ghost. They are going to do this to whoever owns this garment. And they said, That's your garment, Paul. Why do you need to go to Jerusalem? But starting then, Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and to break my heart? <laughs> If I am ready, not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So that was his determination to go. And he said he was bound in the spirit to go. And we don't know what the means. Bound in the spirit means that God has commanded him to go. And that was how he's going to finish up. And so he was on his way to So it's like saying, the Lord Jesus Christ said he was bound to go to, the, to be crucified. Say, right? Suppose you just run away from Jerusalem. They won't crucify you. Nobody will know where you are. He was not ready to do that. He was not ready to do that. He said this is the way it was written. He has to go that way. So that is similar thing that I propose, he has been bound this way that this is the way it go to end your ministry. Go to Jerusalem. And so every other prophecy was not telling him not to go, they're just telling him what is going to happen. But you see, we believers that are hearing that we'll be counseling him not to go, also, because we do not want to see him die. We don't want to see him arrested. We don't want to see all these evil things happen. If somebody had the Prophecy that he was going to go to meet the Lord by an accident and he was ready for it. And then we had vision that he was going to have an accident. we will be asking him not to travel also. This accident is not, doesn't have to be. we will be asking him to escape so. That was exactly what happened. He was saying, I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to do what I've been commanded to do. But all you are seeing is what he's just telling you guys so that God want you to know that it, I already know listening. What happened? It was not called God by surprise. That was what the Lord Jesus Christ was telling the disciples when he was going to Jerusalem. So, so I'm telling you this so that you know when it happens, you will believe. Because they will say, well, how can you let this happen to you? No, It is what has been written. And so that you will believe when you see it happen. So that it's not something that surprised God. This is how it was meant to be. So Apostle Paul was saying that he was bound in the spirit of God. So why weep here and break my heart? So I'm ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 14. I'm reading Acts of the Apostles chapter 21. And when he will not be persuaded, we ceased saying, the will of the Lord be done. So that's how it just res- they just resulted to say the will of the Lord be done. We resigned our will to the Lord's will. Verse 15. And after those days, we took up our carriages and went up to Jerusalem. There went with us also certain of the disciples of Caesarea. And brought with them one missing of Cyprus, an old disciple, with whom we should learn. When you say old, it means an elderly man. And he uh, passed and he has been there all along, so it means old, old in as a disciple, also old in age. So they brought him because he mostly has a property that they can live in Jerusalem. He has a house there, he has enough room for all this crowd with nine people, with Paul, Apostle Paul. That's nine, a crowd of nine, you see, not too many houses can uh, accommodate nine people. Unless you have a house that is empty, so that's why they brought this old up that they can stay with you and lodge in the house. Verse 17. And when we were come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. They saw Apostle Paul's team. A whole nine with eight, eight of them with Apostle Paul, so they received us gladly. Verse 18. And the day following, Paul went in with us unto James, and all the elders were present. James he was the James that was now the leader of the church in. That was James, the Lord's brother, James, the son of Mary, the mother of Jesus. He has assumed the responsibility of being the leader of the church in Jerusalem by that time. Peter perhaps, was still around, but he was more like sidelined. That is because James was the brother, the direct brother of uh, Jesus Christ by physical, by physical birth of um, from Mary, mother of Jesus. So he, he may have a similar, a similarity, facial similarity that make people to now begin to gravitate towards him after they became believers, because they became believers after the resurrection. And but Apostle Paul was, Apostle Peter was the leader for a while, as the Lord God commanded him, but with time, the believers in, Jerusalem seems to have gravitated towards James. So, James seems to be the place where, when they said, they said, they went on to James because he was now the leader of the church in Jerusalem and all the elders were present, which means all the other elders, maybe means the Apostle Peter's still around, so he was also present in the, in the presence where James was. And when he had saluted them, when Paul had saluted he declared particularly what things God has wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. Now, you see. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't hear anything about Barnabas anymore because Barnabas went with Mark on his way. He could also do many other ministries all over in other parts of the world. So the first time Paul came to these elders in Jerusalem, he came with Barnabas when they were disc- discussing about circumcision. But now he was now having his own team. Barnabas has his own team. So he came round to Jerusalem in this final meeting with him. So he was del- delivering to them what he has been doing among the Gentiles. Verse says, when he had saluted them, he declared particularly what things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. Verse 20 says, when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and said unto him, Thou seest, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe, and they are all zealous of the law, which law the law of Moses. So this is something about humanity. When this, well, if I remember preaching to somebody in Nigeria, I preached to him about Jesus Christ. It was a a co-worker with me in the place where I was working, Northern Nigeria, and the man was convicted. I said, "Yeah, I've not been going to church. Yeah, I need to go. I need to." It's like he felt convicted that he needed to move closer to God, but in his idea, in his mind, moving closer to God to him was like move closer to church, and that's how sometimes some people can mis- uh, misinterpret the preaching of the gospel that they hear. The man said, "Well, he was, used to be an altar boy in the Catholic Catholic church." Used to be an altar boy and he has not been doing anything like that for years. So he said, oh, I need to go back to church. I want to go back and be an altar boy again. So I have to try to correct him that that's not what we are preaching. We are preaching Jesus. Not churchism, not religion. Jesus. So that's and that's one of one of the things that happened in Jerusalem around this time. These people say they were now believing, but they were fervent for the law. What law? Law of Moses. They now become more fervent of the law of Moses. I mean their religious city become more, more religious. But that's not what God is calling them to. They are to accept Christ and follow the teachings of Christ. Which sometimes may be not what the law Moses was saying. So the apostle James was telling the uh, Paul that these people are zealous of the law. They are now doing all the sacrificial things as if Christ said they should do that more. See, all the going to the temple and sacrificing goats and cancer, and that's where their zeal was among the people that said they are now believing in Jesus. But they are zealous of the law. Verse 21, and they are are informed of thee that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses. So they are now hearing rumors from from the Gentile world. The Jews that came back are saying, this man Paul was saying this and saying that and preaching against the Lord of Moses and it's making the disciples that are in Jerusalem now to be afraid for Paul. Not afraid of Paul, but just fearing that these people, if they see Paul, they might lynch him. Say that they are saying that, they, they, that they are, you are preaching that they should forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after the customs. Of course, you know, they decide that yeah, she, the circumcision is not for the Gentiles. But you see, it looks like he's preaching to the Jews, because he said to the Jews first and then to the Gentiles. So when he was preaching to the Jews, if they hear that from his mouth, whereas the Jews always say if they get any Gentile to become personalized, they want that Gentile to be circumcised. Also, but Apostle Paul was preaching to the Gentiles also, and then bringing this word that they not to be circumcised. The Jews, we hear that, and you are against him, completely against him, that you are against our custom. And he's saying Jesus Christ does not bring circumcision. No, that's making them mad. So you see why they are now in conf- conflict with Apostle Paul about this circumcision, because the, uh, both, the elders have already said that the circumcision is not for the Gentiles, so let's not bring the Gentiles to the circumcision issue. So now they say, go and tell the Gentile churches that. But he was going to the Jews first before he gets to the Gentiles. And among the Jews, they have some proselytes that are Gentiles, and some of them are also believing the gospel. So he's telling them, you don't need to be baptized and to be circumcised. The Jews are angry at that because they say anyone that comes to our ministry must be circumcised to be to come to our synagogue. If they don't come to, don't want to be circumcised, they want to be part of the synagogue. But now the Gentiles that are believing in Christ are now coming. Not to the same God, but they are saying they are believing in the same God and they don't want to be circumcised. You are telling them not to be circumcised. So they thought, Apostle Paul is against our custom. So now this story has got to the elders in Israel and Jerusalem. They don't know what to do. Now Apostle Paul showed up. So they said, we will do something here because the crowd will be against you. And we are going to be in trouble when, you, when, when they see that you have come. But so said, what is it therefore? The multitude must needs come together, for they will hear that thou art come. I mean, they are going to be coming together and come to confront us, multitude of the Jews. So now they want to see how they can cover this thing up. 23. So do therefore this that we say to thee: Say we have four men which have a vow on them; them take and purify their say with them, and be at charges with them that they may shave their heads. That is part of the custom. When they have a vow, the vow is what you call naturalized vow. A naturalized vow is when they decide that they are going to leave their air uncut. Don't touch the air, as long as you want to make a vow. Like the one Samson had, he said, a resource should not come upon his head. From the day he was born, that was Samson. The day he died, he, he should not cut that air. That's the symbol that, the, that he is dedicating himself to God. And then the anointing was upon him to do the signs and wonders. But when he cut the air off, it's like he broke that covenant and the anointing left until the air grow up again and he repented. So but that, was, that became a vow thing that many people in Israel do occasionally. They will make a vow that they are going to be a natural to go for the next three months, or maybe they normally cut their hair once a month, they will cut it for the next one year. So that's the vow, then the air will grow because they, are, they have long hair like the Europeans, and the air will keep growing like a woman woman's hair until it gets to their shoulder. But most men don't let their hair grow to that length as if they they look like a woman also. So they always cut it regularly. So now, anyone that makes a vow is almost like behaving behaving like a a female. And say they are going to leave their hair uncut for years or a year or many months. It will make them overgrown, almost touching their shoulders, if not longer. So that is a vow. But when they now want to complete the vow, they will cut the hair and make a sacrifice unto God. And perhaps they take those here, the court, to do something in the temple or to burn it as an offering to God. So that is what they were saying. There are four men that have planned this for themselves. Apostle Paul also believed in that because there was a place where he said he had a vow and he cut his here in St. That's When they make that, it's almost like a fasting. We believers in, in, in our time now, we be fast and say, I'm, going, I'm not going to eat for three days or seven days and we are fasting. We still do some of the things we need to. Then the day we come when we want to break the fast, that's when we eat. Also, so the vow to them is also like fasting. They fast also. The vow is additional thing they do when they want to do that what they call Nazarite vow. So Apostle Paul also believe in that. He has done it before. He even during the time he was preaching about that, he said he, he got to a place. He cut his hair because he has a Nazarite vow, not to cut it until that vow was finished. He cut his hair off when he was going with uh, Aquila and uh, Pisilla. Now. So they were saying that, of course, the Apostle Paul was not making any vow at this time, but they said there are some four men that have a vow here and they are going to go to the temple. They are about to break their vow in about seven days. So why don't you just imitate them till they will think you are one of them? So that's what they are trying to make Apostle Paul do. And he tried to agree with them. So, okay. Say so we have four men which have a vow on them, them take and purify that I with them and be at charges with them that they may shave their heads. Even Apostle Paul's head does not need to be shaved, but he's going to allow them, even is it's little grown, he's going to let them they shave it completely to the board so that it now grows again. He so said that the machine and all may know that those things whereof well, they were informed concerning thee are nothing, but that thou thyself also workers orderly and keepest the laws. They wanted Apostle Paul to, to camouflage, what do you call it? So imitate this man and just let them cut your hair off also, and be one of them for making him, making him number five, and they will go to the temple, and people will see him in temple Oh, Is that not possible? They say he does not believe in our custom. He's doing it now. So there's the way. this is just lies about him. So they will be able to say, it's it just lies about him, he, he believes in the custom. He, he still do the vowing, he still make the man's Nasirah, Nazarite vow. Don't you see him? So that was what they want to use to, to improve. Like an imposter, but see, it didn't work in the end because the people that really recognized him—that this is Paul from the you men, know, the Jews from Asia—that were in, around in the temple around the same time saw him and said, "No, this man, no matter what he's doing, is not—it's not for us." And they and they, were, they arrested him. We we'll see in the next few verses. Verse twenty-five "As touching the Gentiles, which believe, we have written and concluded that they observe no such things." Safe that they keep themselves from things of water to and from blood and from strangle and from fornication. At least we are asking you to participate to impose to be an imposter and, and also do this vow with these men. We know that the Gentiles, we told them not to be not to participate in those type of custom. That's not our custom, that's our custom. But we already told the Gentiles to to abstain from blood, to abstain from strangle means and from fornication. That's for the Gentiles. But for us here, we just participate in this and it will cover up this anger that was in the Jews that claimed to be waiting for you to show up. Verse 26. Then Paul took the men and the next day purified himself with them entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification. Until that an offering should be offered for every one of them. Verse 27 is now where the the thing didn't work out. Because they did that for seven days and on the seven days some of them Oh. And the seven days were getting closer some of the Jews that saw him, that knew him and the rest of the crowd. Verse 27, when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews which were of Asia, remember Asia, that was why the Holy Ghost told forbid Apostle Paul from preaching in Asia, that we pointed out in chapter 16, that Holy Ghost already forbid. Paul from preaching in Asia. Why? Because of this thing. Holy Ghost already seen that the people, the Jews of Asia, were doing to be his greatest antagonist. So Oligous already said, don't preach in Asia. But he went to Asia anyway and did great signs and wonders happened. But those Jews in Asia were mad at it and they went to get him killed. So when they saw him in Jerusalem this time, the Bible said the Jews which were official, when they saw him in the temple, star up all the people and lay hands on him. So the Holy Ghost have seen the end from the beginning many times. He warned us earlier. If we can only listen and understand what it's all about, maybe we will have many troubles. But it looked like Apostle Paul didn't really understand why he was not to preach nature. And in the end, he went and preached nature, and there was great miracles, of course. So it's not the miracle, but it's the end that we are seeing that Holy Ghost already was seen ahead and telling him not to. So this, this Jews from nature stand up the people and lay hand on Paul. On Paul. Verse twenty, they are crying out, "Men of Israel, help! This is the man that teacheth all men everywhere against the people and the law and this place, and further brought Greeks also into the temple and has polluted this holy place." Verse twenty, says, for they had seen before with him in the city Trophimus and Ephesian, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple, so they were laying accusation on Paul that we saw him with some Gentiles in the in the city, so he must have brought them to the temple also. Was started. And all the city was moved and the people ran together and they took Paul and drew him out of the temple and fought with. the doors were shut. So they dragged him out of the temple and said, no, you don't belong here. And shut the door at, at of the temple against him. And then the crowd that was grab, dragging him in the, uh, outside the temple now wanted to kill him. But starting one. And as they went about to kill him, so they wanted to kill him, tidings came unto the chief captain of the band that all oh, Jerusalem was in an uproar. That is just the way the Lord delivered Paul. It could be one of the team members of Paul who are Gentiles who are not really part of the temple. When they saw this thing started, that uh, they have grabbed Paul in the temple and dragged him out. They saw him being dragged out of the temple and they uh, dragged him towards uh, where they're going to stone him. So these people perhaps, have been the one, the Holy Ghost put up with them to run, run to the soldiers, and they ran to the soldiers and screamed to the soldiers that the whole city is in uproar, come, come, come. So that made the soldiers say, what? The whole city is in uproar? They they started coming. But started who immediately took soldiers and centurions and ran down. So actually, they said they, they came to the chief captain of the band and to add that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. So the so chief captain of the band ran down with the soldiers on to them. And when they saw the chief captain and the soldier, they left beating the They started beating him already. They were slapping him, so people come back and slap his face. Right? They are dragging him out. They are dragging him away. So perhaps they wanted to drag him to a place where they can now gather so and to stone him, really. But that was their custom. But some of them already had man at him and slapping him from the back of the head, slapping his face. And then when they saw the soldiers and the captain, they stopped slapping him. Then the ship captain came near and took him and commanded him to be bound with two shins and demanded who he was and what he had done. Some cried one thing, some another, among the multitude. And when he could not know the certainty of the tumult, he commanded him to be carried into his castle. The castle is like a a trailer that they used in those days drawn by the horses, they have been using, in own generation, if there's a trailer like that, it'll be motor driven trailers, but they use castle because that's where they have their, like a mo- mobile court where the chief captain will be there and some soldiers standing with him, like a mobile court where they can get there with your horses driving this thing and they get to where there is a trouble quickly. So now they said, well, bring him into the castle. So they were bringing him to the castle. When he came upon the stairs, verse 35, so it was that he was born of the soldiers for the violence of the people. I mean, they have to carry him up above the crowd. The people are trying. To, some people said, let me slap him. My, let me give him my own slap before they took him away. So they were, the soldiers already put chains upon him because they thought it must be somebody, the, the people wanted him. So they put chains in his legs and his arms and carried him up because he couldn't. Walk by himself if, if the people wanted to beat him up. So they cried. He said they carried him because of the more crowd because of the violence of the people. But 36: for the multitude of people followed after crying away with him. I mean, they want the soldiers to take him away. But 37. now God was, Apostle Paul was going to give his defense. He wanted to get permission from the, from the chief captain so that he can talk to the crowd. And as Paul was to be led into the castle, he said unto the chief captain, May I speak unto thee? Who said, "Can thou speak Greek?" Because this, so this this captain was was a Greek. Maybe maybe he was able to speak a little Hebrew, but the Jews were Hebrews; they were talking Hebrew, and Paul was was also talking Hebrew. But Paul spoke to the captain in Greek, so that makes the man surprised that you can speak Greek. And he said, "Are you not that Egyptian?" Well, he was already thinking, oh, this might be that Egyptian we are looking for. And now that that Egyptian, which before these days made an uproar and led us out into the wilderness, 4,000 men that were murderers, he was thinking that, oh, that must be the man they they reported that they said he was a murderer and he led some people into the wilderness and they are murderers and the soldiers have been looking for them. So maybe the people in Jerusalem finally found a man. So apostle said, no, I'm not that one. Said, I'm a man which I'm a Jew of Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, a citizen of no mean city. What do you mean by the citizen of no mean city? That's the terminology they use for Rome. No mean city. I'm a citizen of Rome. He not spell it out, that I'm a citizen of Rome right now. He just used the terminology where I'm a citizen of no mean city. That is, Rome is not a mean city, that is not a bad city. And he said, I beseech thee, suffer me to speak unto the people. And when he had given him license to speak to the people, Paul stood on the stairs, so you can see, let's see it's a trailer, like a, a mobile vehicle that has the steps. So Paul stood on the steps and beckoned with hands to them, and beckoned with the hand unto the people. And when there was a, made, made a great silence, he spoke unto them in the Hebrew tongue. That was chapter 21, and I'm going to continue this in chapter 22. Let's see. I will continue this in chapter 22, the defense apostle Paul. This is what he had been waiting for. He wanted to be able to present him his testimony unto them. He told that to shame them. If you tell them how the Lord minister, uh, met him on the road, and the man said, whom he was before, how he was in the same group, and how the Lord talked to him, and how the Lord sent him to go and be preaching. Do you know where they are going to be offended? But we are going to find out in chapter 22, where they got offended when he got to that part, when he said God told him to go and be preaching to the Gentiles. That made them mad. Because they didn't know the plan of God. And they are opposing the plan of God. The Apostle Paul was thinking if he could just get to Jerusalem and give his own testimony and show some signs and wonders, he would able to combine a lot of people. But it didn't work that way. The, the Jews of Asia were waiting for him to get rid of him. I will continue this in the next broadcast. God bless you.